0: I want to uh, speak on uh, The workings I titled this message The workings of the Holy Spirit The workings of the Holy Spirit I'm not even sure If it's the right title But that's the only thing I can come up with (laughs) Thank you very much brother (laughs) Amen Uh, What do we really need what do you really need in life? What's a man's greatest need in life? I'm sure if you ask believers what a man's greatest need is, they will say, for him to be saved. Amen. And uh, salvation is a gift from the Lord. We receive that by faith. So, really, what we need in life is a gift. A gift. Proverbs 18, verse 16, tells us this a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So, really, all you need in life is a gift. For you to make it in life, you need a gift. What is saying, bringing you before great men? That's saying, you you only go to great men and can be before great men because you're great yourself. You can't get to great people unless you're great. They're not going to invite you until you get to the place where they recognize you as part of the club, part of the group. You can come. Your gift, the Bible says, a man's gift will make room for you. So, all we really need is a gift from God. To have that gift, recognize the gift, develop the gift that God has given to you, work on it, make it known, and that gift, regardless of what it is, will bring you before great men. There are different kinds of gifts. But there is a gift that the Bible calls the gift. That's the greatest of all gifts. In, uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 38, it tells us, then Peter said to them, repent. That's not the gift, okay? <laughs> repent and be, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are born with gifts. But regardless of what gift you are born with. That gift cannot be compared to the gift of the Holy Spirit. If a man's natural gift can bring you before great men. I guarantee you. The gift of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you understand and believe, will bring you before great people. So we need the gift. I'm talking about the workings of the Holy Spirit. This is a mighty gift that can bring you, if you recognize the gift that can bring you before great people. Out of the Holy Spirit's gift comes other gifts that are more visible than what the world can see just looking at you. I'd like you to think about some gifts, the gift that the Holy Spirit brought to some people that may not have been known in the world. Think about Billy Graham, right? The gift that God gave to him. An individual born, family not well known, but the Holy Spirit gave him a gift. Great men, presidents are honored to be in his presence. A gift of the Holy Spirit. He is known by his gift. See? Billy Graham is known by his gift. And that was given to him by the Holy Spirit. I don't believe he was born with it. It was a gift that God gave to him. He was passionate about the gift. He didn't go to the right or to the left. He stayed focused on his gift. And that gift brought him before great men. Think about being him. A different type of gift. Right? A guy with no usual accent. No kidding. <laughs> But that one gift that God is giving to him is brought in before presidents around the world. Some presidents have listened and leaned on him. Please, we need you. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts born out of the Holy Spirit, can bring a great transformation before, I mean, to your life. I've always believed that scripture in in Genesis chapter 12. When God said to Abraham, leave your home. Come to a land that I will show you. And he, he said, and I will make your name great. Abraham cared about the great name, I don't know. But you're talking about Abraham today. Right? He has a great name. Until this world passes away, that man's name is still known. I will talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit in Abraham's life. We'll talk about that later. But a man's gift will bring him before great men. You know the story of Joseph, God gave him just one gift. Dreams To be able to understand dreams and to dream dreams himself. We're not told when you start reading the story of Joseph, when Joseph was a boy and he was talking about his dreams. I'm sure he understood the meaning of the dreams, but we're not told that he knew what the dreams meant. And then later we find out that he himself could interpret dreams. Did he get it by himself? That was the gift of the Holy Spirit. That gift stayed with him. He stayed with the Lord and the gift stayed with Joseph. And even though you look at his life, it seemed like his life was going down. What happened later? The gift brought him from the dungeon to the palace. Just the gift. Proverbs 18 16. A man's gift makes room. Your gift. And I'm saying to you, God has given you gifts. Discover what gift your God has given to you. Walk on it, strengthen it, enlarge the borders of your tent. Don't think of yourself so little. I can't do anything. This is just me. This is all I can do. Well, whatever you can do that God has given to you, that's a gift. Especially when the Holy Spirit comes along with you in that gift. You can be great. Don't settle for that little stuff that you're doing. God is calling you to greatness. Look at what Pharaoh said. What happened to uh, Joseph? Genesis chapter 41, 37 through 39. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. That's the advice. Notice a lot of wisdom, right? With him. He told him the dream, and Pharaoh was really good. And Pharaoh says, Okay, we now know what the dream is, but, but, but what should we do? And then the Holy Spirit came along, giving wisdom, and he gave him an advice. And boy, sounded good to Pharaoh. It says, it was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. This was a guy who just left prison, standing before them, giving them wisdom from God. It says, and Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find, because Joseph said, just find the man. Just find one man that can do these things. And Pharaoh says, Can we find such a one as this? A man whom is the Spirit of God. Who told him that? Who told Pharaoh that? But Pharaoh recognized by revelation, there was God in this man. And it was God that spoke, the meaning of these dreams. the meat. And if God is in him. I know the same God will use him. Now it's not that God brought him to his presence alone. God made him great. Will make room for you. See. God made room. I'm bringing this message to you tonight. Because it doesn't matter where you are today. If you depend on the gift, that gift will make room for greatness for your life. Doesn't matter how long is you've been down. Doesn't even matter if you're going down right now while I'm speaking. Things are not going well. Doesn't even matter that way. If the gift is in you and you have received the gift, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. The greatest of all gifts is in you. That's why the Bible says Greater is he that is in us Than he that is in the world The gift in you The gift of the Holy Spirit is greater And he'll make you No matter how long it takes God will finally Joseph seemed to have been forgotten Wasting away But God brought him up Just one day One day The gift showed up in the right place Amen. Showed up in prison didn't help him much. But showed up in the right place at the appointed time. But he never backed away. He knew the gift was there. No fear. I will interpret the dream. Amen. Think about Daniel. A slave. In the land, but was determined to follow God. And God had given him a uh, the gift, just like the gift of revelation. That's the working of the Holy Spirit, the gift to discern and to reveal secrets, the gift of revelation. Daniel, nobody in the land, but he had a gift, and his gift brought him before the king. And after that, he became a prince in the land. Everybody looked to Daniel. He had the gift of revelation. Maybe you're thinking is that the only gift that can bring you up? Chidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Gift of faith. Faith in God. We will not bow. Regardless of what you say, we know our God is able to deliver us. And even if He will not deliver us, we still will not bow. I'm sure the king only heard much about them after they refused to bow. Then they started talking to the king. I don't know if the king knew them. He had many wise men. But after this occasion, I'm sure if you mention one of the names, the king knew we were talking about. It was the gift of faith that brought them deliverance out of fire. And it was the gift of faith that brought them favor before the king. And if king announced to the whole nation, we will only now listen to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel was not mentioned in this case. You know that? Daniel wasn't mentioned. This time the king was taken by only this gift that has operated but with Daniel, look at what it says in Daniel chapter five verse eleven. there is a man in your kingdom. this was when the uh, God's finger wrote on the wall, and the king was really terrified by what he what he had seen, and he said, "I need somebody to translate what's written on the wall. we don't know and it was the queen that was speaking why well, he had too so many wives but the queen they said there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God he, she said and in the days of your father that's Nebuchadnezzar light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of God of the gods were found in him he had the gift and she believed the gift was still there They gave in that time. I don't know what was happening to Daniel at this time. If he was forgotten or the new king has set him aside. I don't know what was going on. Apparently this king didn't know too much about Daniel. But somebody was reminding him. It says wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief among the magicians astrologers chaldeans and soothsayers so he was chief and they brought Daniel remember they brought him and the king was going to do things for him Daniel said in this case keep your gifts you've gone too far but my point tonight is your gift the gift that God gives you can bring you to unusual places of favor and a lot of respect And I believe you have the Holy Spirit in you. And he can do that. As I'm talking, I'm thinking. Many of you know of T.D. Jakes. Well, he had been a preacher for many, many years. Struggled. Nobody knew about him. But he had the gift from God. And in one day, he preached in a in a place and uh, I think it was Paul Crash saw him on television and he says, Who is this guy? Never heard about him. He said, He was talking directly to me. The gift was in operation. He had, T.D. Jakes had been uh, asked to come and preach. In a friend's conference. And the friend was on TBN and had to put, you know, he, he wanted to use the ministers that ministered their words and everything on, uh, in his slot. And he happened to put it there on the day that Paul Crouch needed ministry. Great man, had this great ministry. Today, well, on that day, TDJ came on at the right time. And he said, I've never seen a preacher like this. Where is this guy? Where, How come I didn't know about him? He said. And he ministered to his need. And as soon as that program was over, he was calling around. I need that guy. He's got to be on TBN. Today, the man is known all over the world. Struggled for many years. With the same gift. Nothing different. But your gift will make room for you. And bring you before great men the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Kings 7 verse 17 verse 1 And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Hihab As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Well, if you read in the scripture, all of a sudden, if you read in um, 1 Kings chapter 16, nothing is said about Elijah. And all of a sudden, here comes this strange individual. Walks up to the king, points his finger, and says, It's not going to be rain. Great faith. Remember? And the Bible tells us in James, Elijah is a man of like passion, just like you are. And he prayed. It was his prayer that stopped the rain for three years. After that, everybody in the land knew who he was. Amen. His gift of faith brought him before great men. Made him known. Abraham, many people just think, well, God just picked Abraham. (laughs) <laughs> and decide to bless him. Abraham was a, a great man of faith. You know, God called him and he, he immediately he left. He had that strong gift of faith. And that's why we're talking about Abraham today. And the Bible tells us in the New Testament what this man was like. In Romans chapter 4, thank you, Linda. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, verse 20 through 21, it says, He did not waver. Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Have you been wavering at the promise of God? They got the promise from the word with unbelief. He did not, but was strengthened in faith. He was strong in faith. That was his gift. Strong, he never wavered, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that or fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform because he was so persuaded. The Bible said that that if you read in another passage, God counted his faith for righteousness. And that's what made Abraham a prophet. Many people don't know that God regarded Abraham as a prophet. When he told Abraham to pray for Pharaoh, he said, you better call him to pray over you for what's happening in your home because he is a prophet. God brought him before great men because of the gift. The Bible tells us this, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone. Come into my, the real message. <laughs> Thank you Jacqueline. I, really, I need that encouragement. Yeah, amen. <laughs> but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The manifestation of the of the spirit is given to how many? Each one. Many believers have not many allowed God, the Spirit of God, to manifest in their lives. All through, the manifestation of the spirit is given to every one everyone means everyone you can manifest the gift of the spirit everyone yes everyone you don't have to wait for another individual everyone can manifest the gift of the spirit it has been given to everyone and we will come into that I can't go ahead of myself (laughs) The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, everyone, each one for the profit of all. That means you can profit from the manifestation of the Spirit. There is something to profit from the manifestation of the Spirit. And it's being given to everyone in the church. Everyone here. And all we have to do is believe it and act on it. It says for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues. The nine gifts but these nine gifts have been given to every one to each one to profit is supposed you're supposed to profit the church as a whole is supposed to profit from this gift we need to focus on them and you can strengthen one gift because what happens is we lean more to one because we're more comfortable with that one it's not like the other one is not available you're just more comfortable with one that's the difference these gifts are there for us and any of these gifts if God is using and you really flow through them you can be known all over the world because God can take you from one of these gifts and make it up into a, an office you can be prophesying and then God translates that and transforms it and now you are a prophet and then you are known all over you can start with speaking in tongues and interpretation, stay with it, learn, study, go into it. I mean, if you, if God has given you and you're moving in one of the gifts, I'd like to know everything about that gift. You really need to, that tells God you're serious about this, we will come into that. You focus on the gift. You know the history of the gift. Amen. You study it. You are you are drawn to the individuals who are operating in the gift. It's like your you have a ton of vision. This is what. And if you are that, stay with it, stay with it, and God will make greatness out of that one gift. Could take you places. Amen. All of the great ones started somewhere. Whoever they are, great. They started somewhere. They were in church like you and I tonight, sometime. They heard words. They had dreams. They prayed. They were concerned. You mean anxious? Yes. (laughs) But they started looking. Maybe God could. God can use a gift. There are people that are very prolific just writing things. You know, Kenneth Higgins, I, was, I heard he's never traveled much at all. You know that? So stayed most, most of his lifetime he spent in the United States, hardly traveled. But he has this gift he writes books, and his books are all over the world. And people talk about him in Asia, in Africa, as if they know the guy. He's dead, but they're still talking about him. That's greatness. Amen. That's greatness. Kings. Businessmen. All over the world. When they come to know the Lord, that could be a blessing to them. These gifts are available for us. I'm not going to go into the specifics of the gifts and how they operate. We'll talk about that some other time. Because that's not my focus, even though the message is titled The workings of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but it's how to develop these gifts. The key to the gift that God is giving to you, or whatever the gift that God is going to use in your life, the key to it, before it will start working in your life, before the true manifestation, the first thing, that has to be in your heart Desire There's got to be desire See God will not give you anything That you don't desire yeah. This feeling like You know God I don't want to be a Christian Because if I bo- get born again I, hate, I You send me to the jungles of Africa It will never happen Because you don't have the desire to go Amen uh, you, uh, God won't send you there. He didn't want, He didn't make you that way. Now, if you're always thinking about that, yes, He'll turn your heart and you don't want to be anywhere else but the jungles of Africa. And that's where your heart is. You know why that way? If you don't want to go. He will only send you the place where you will be happy. He came to give us abundant life. But the key is desire. You have to desire the gifts. You know, First Corinthians chapter 12, the same chapter that talked about the manifestation of the gifts. He says this, verse 31, But earnestly desire the best gifts earnestly desire, he talked about all of the gifts, the manifestation of the gifts, he says, now, earnestly desire the best gift. I mean, with everything that you have, desire the gift that you think is best for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then he says, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And he goes to the more excellent way, but the key is desire. If you don't desire it, it will never happen. If you not, if you that doesn't bother you, you don't think about it at all. We're just talking, you will ne- the gifts will never come to you. You can't operate in any of the gifts, you have to earnestly desire it. You know, I was reading a story about T.L. Osborne, you know, he's so great in, in the healing ministry, written books on that. But he he has such a desire for miracle. He wanted the miracle. Uh, he said I can I went to India. He said I went to India and I couldn't convince the people. I came back from India a failure. He said I can't convince them. I give them my black book, that's the Bible, they bring their black book the Quran. And i couldn't convince them to believe my black book because they look identical it's both black books and both prophets you know they won't receive so he said i'm going back to america where the people believe the bible is the word of god couldn't convince them but he stayed with him and he said he was crying out oh god I, i i need something And different things happened, but one of his stories, is said a man of God that God had used in the healing ministry died. And he was crying out to God, what will we do now? This guy is gone. What are we going to do? And I'm sure God was saying, you go replace him. He was drawn to that. And he he was searching so hard. And one night, he he heard a message. Somebody said, I don't know if they meant it literally. He said, if you see Jesus, your life will never be the same. So he started crying out to see Jesus. He he needed something. There was such a strong desire for God to transform his life, transform his ministry, reach out to the world. And he said, one morning, Jesus was standing in his room. And he could see him. He was crying, but he was not aware of crying. The tears just poured out. That's what transformed his life. And uh, he's still alive today, but presidents write please come and help us. They write, SOS, please, we need you, come, come and help us. And I'm sure the same thing is happening. But this thing will not happen to you unless there is a desire in you. That is the key. You have to earnestly desire. Not just desire, but desire it earnestly. It's like your life. Your life is based on this. I need this to be in my life. I need this. God, you gotta do this. And you will fast if that's it. You will study, you will be turnovitioned. That's what you want, and God will do it. He will. If you desire it. The Bible says the desire of a righteous man shall be granted. The reason why we don't see it, there is no desire. Or we desire for a few days and it's gone. Other things replace and we're forgotten. It will be in your language, everything that your thought is just always constantly there. Your desire. That's what Jesus meant. Blessed are they that thirst. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. If you find yourself having such strong desires, you are already blessed. That's what he's saying. Because you will have what, you, what you're thirsting for. Your hunger will be fulfilled. That's what he's saying. We have to have that hunger. That's what Jesus tells us. In Luke 11, 9-10, he says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, the door will be opened. For everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. Now, listen, you won't really ask, you know, Christians ask and even forget what they've asked God for. Oh, There's no desire there. You're just speaking. And He knows it. There is no desire for anything supernatural transformation. You're just speaking. But if you ask, everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. So there's got to be a seeking here. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. It will be open. If you've been knocking, what are you knocking for? This is there desire. If you really don't have desire, you knock for a while, and if you don't see the answer, you quit. Well, that's not for me. I've already asked the Lord but my thing tonight is stay focused on a gift maybe whatever God is dealing with, with you about for some is prophecy for some is healing whatever God word of knowledge I think the word of knowledge is what made Jim uh, is it John Wimber Wimber yeah John Wimber word of knowledge We're known all over the world this one gift One gift can transform your whole life, I can guarantee you. It will. Jesus said if his son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asked ask for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, Jesus said, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, the Holy Spirit is available along with the gifts. But you have to ask. See, many Christians just believe after they get born again, they already have the Holy Spirit. Well, that's not what the Bible says. You have to ask for this gift. God will give you the Holy Spirit when you ask. The gifts will be available for you when you ask. And you will not ask unless there is a desire. If you are not in hunger for this, God is not going to give to you. John 7 37 and 38. It says, Yes, on the last day of the, feast, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, that's the requirement. If anyone thirsts, you can thirst, you may not thirst, but if anyone thirsts, Whoever that person is. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. If you are truly thirsty, you drink. All you need to do, go to him. It's going to be available for you. But if there is no thirst, there is no hunger for it, no desire, you won't go to him. But if you have that hunger, that desire, you will go. And if you go, Jesus guarantees, you will have it. There is no exclusive club with God. God is a respecter. Those things used to really confuse me when I read that God is a respecter of no one. And I said, how come? <laughs> look at that guy. I mean, look. Why can't I do that? He must have some unusual favor with God. But that's not the case. Amen. You know, I was sharing this testimony. I think it was Bill Johnson that was sharing on on a tape. You know, people mock Benny Hinn and all of that. And they said, if you are around Benny Hinn, sometimes he acts like just crazy, goofy person, you know, and they jokes, high five and all of that. And they said they were, this guy was testifying. He says, people don't understand this man. They were in a place and they were eating and they were high fiving, just, just carrying on. And then all of a sudden a presence came in and he had just ordered his food. I shared this here before. He had just ordered his food and they were about to eat they, they said grace and they were about to eat was joking and everything but the presence came and all of a sudden nobody was talking and they, they all recognized what was going on and they bowed their heads and they waited for a while and they said Vinnie immediately after a while he got up and said excuse me he wants me to be with him he left his food left everything went back to his hotel room to spend time These things just don't happen by accident. You have to have desire. You can't reap where you have not sown. You may reap only for a while because God, for God's mercy, because Jesus said, "I've sent you to reap uh, to reap where you have not sown." Others have sown. Now you're reaping. Yeah, that's possible. But if you want to really go up, you've got to sow. See, this is so important. It just don't come like that. There's got to be a strong desire. You have to be focused on it. Nothing comes that way. Christians just suspect God is just going to do it. No, it doesn't happen that way. There's got to be a desire. There's got to be a seeking. You have to go after Him with everything. And you know, God is so merciful. If you really have a desire, I had a desire some years ago when I was in color station. I wanted to know, I needed an answer from God, and it was so burning in my mind. I, God, you got to show me something. I got my Bible, and I was going to lock myself in this one room. I don't care how long, God, you got to give me an answer. I think it was probably this next day I got my answer. I was going to fast for maybe three days or so. The next day I got my answer. The answer stays with me today. But you see, I, had, I stopped fasting. I already got my answer. But I needed an answer. Bad. I really needed an answer. And God gave it to me. And there was no need to fast anymore. But you see, what He gave to me then, is still with me today. The gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. But you have to get, have the gift first. And once you receive the gift, He stays with you. Forever. Always will stay with you. That's in Romans eleven verse twenty nine. The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. By receiving the gift, you have to really seek after it. Some of us want God to change things in our lives. If it's really painful to you, you needed a change you really need a change, and coming out of the gifts, well, have you fasted about it? That's desire. This uh, nonchalant attitude where God will do whatever, God is sovereign. <laughs> That's the greatest lie in the church. You need to study that. Go and check the meaning of the word sovereign. That just means supreme, supreme ruler. Doesn't mean he's going to tell you what, whether to wear a blue shoe or a white shoe to church. You make that decision. God is supreme doesn't mean he controls what you do. You make your decision. He's not going to tell you to, okay, leave your glasses back home and go to church. No, he won't tell you that. Oh, I need you to wear this blue shirt this morning. He's giving you your mind. Make your decision. God is sovereign. That's the greatest lie. People tell themselves in church, okay, God will do whatever he wants. So that excuses you from searching and having a desire and praying. If God would do whatever He likes, why is He asking you to pray? Huh? But why was Jesus praying? Why would He spend the whole night praying? If God would just do whatever, if Jesus wants it, it's just going to be done. It doesn't happen that way. You can't reap where you have not sown. He said you have to have a desire. Point tonight is these gifts. The Holy Spirit are available, the gifts, they are all available to us. And you can have them. Develop them. Even if you are fearful in the beginning. It's like a child learning to walk, you know what I mean? <laughs> it may be difficult at first, you know, and you're real shaky. But if the desire is there, you really don't care. You keep going. And the Father keeps encouraging you, don't worry. When you fall, I'll pick you up. I'll, okay, let's go. you learn it. you learn it. These gifts are available to us. And we really need to desire them. If you haven't allowed yourself to be used in any of the gifts, please open up. He's given to everyone to profit with all. You can prophesy. The Bible tells us, every one of you can prophesy. Prophesy one by one, He says that all may learn. And all may be edified. You can do that. And doesn't mean you have to stay with prophecy because that may just be the beginning. God may be taking you to something greater. But you have to desire these gifts. For a Christian to just see the scriptures and just overlook them and keep going, uh, there is no desire. I would rather have your heart or cold not lukewarm I like to stay on the hot side Amen. <laughs> I don't want to be awakened. I want to stay on the hot side because if you are cold you have to get to the place where you are warm before you get hot right I just want to stay hot please stand up with me tonight huh? You know, in my life as a Christian, I always, earlier on, I felt like, you know, there are, again, there are some people that are just unusual. God, they just, something about them that makes it possible for them to just lock to God. And I'm not wired that way. (laughs) How many feel that way sometimes? It's just these people. I've put those type of thinking away. I know if I meet the same requirement, the same dedication, I spend the same time. God will help me. And I'll get to the same place where they are. They were just human beings, just like I am. And that's what the Bible says. Elijah was a man of like passion, just like me. But he prayed. What the Bible is saying, you can do the same thing. You can do the same thing. Amen? Can we lift our hands up tonight, please? Let's worship the Lord. And again, everything starts from Him. And if there is no desire in this area, in your life, as a believer, ask God to start something in you tonight. Ask God not to give you rest until you're looking into one of these gifts. Whatever it is that you're more comfortable with, you can really flow in all of the gifts, discerning of spirit. You can tell. You know you can discern. Ask God, is this from you? Can I go big, greater in this? Try the gifts. Don't be cocky. Just keep going and see what God does with the gift. If you can speak a little bit, develop it, whatever it is, just develop it. Ask God, give me opportunity. I like to, and God will do that. All things are yours. Father, I thank you for your people tonight. Thank you, God, that you were faithful. That you have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We cannot be in want because you are with us. You've blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In the heavenlies. In Christ. And in him we are more than conquerors. Lord I ask for your blessing on your people tonight. That we will desire to excel in spiritual things. In the things of life. And I know you've granted these things. And we we'll receive from you tonight. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen. Amen. God bless you.